G, what's going on? Hello, how are you? You know, I'm not so good after last night, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, you know, let's just start by saying it's been in a, a, a packed uh, last 72 hours for sure. It's been a, been a lot going on. Uh, did you get to watch everything? Yes, I did get to watch both uh, nights of WrestleMania. Did you watch the Hall see... of Fame? Which one? Did you see the Hall of Fame? No, I, I wasn't home for that. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, I guess we'll start there. I'll you know briefly cover I, that. I, I did get to see everything on NXT except the North American match because I was in the barber shop and I got called up to the chair when that match came on. So I missed that match. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll definitely talk about that. We'll definitely talk about that. Um, well, Hall of Fame, you know, was right after SmackDown. And I was I was sitting there. And so remember when we, the news first started flying around that Stacey Keebler was going to be inducted. And I remember I said, why would she be inducted? You know, and honestly, after sitting on this for, you know, several days and being able to like kind of retrieve some memories to some degree, I get it. You know, it's not like she did anything special, uh, but I, I get it during that time. You know, they weren't really used much as, uh, you know, in-ring performers, but the stuff she was given, she definitely knocked it out of the park. So after, like I said, after having time to think more on it and, you know, just <clears throat> sometimes you guys have to forgive me with my recalling things because, I won't go into detail, but is I've had some trauma during my life. And as we all know, you tend to block trauma out. And there's a lot of memories I have connected to wrestling. So that uh, there was some stuff that was lost in there. But after going back and looking at some stuff and then even seeing some clips when they uh, did her induction, you know, I was like, okay, I remember that. Now, granted, I saw none of her stuff in WCW because when I first started watching wrestling, um, you know, WCW was on the, you know, already like on the downhill slide. So, um, most of the stuff I have like pre-invasion is like only maybe like a, a year or two worth. And I, I believe it's two. Well, no, I could be wrong. Cause what the invasion happened in what, 99, 2000, something? 2001. 2001. Okay. So somewhere in there. Okay. So that makes more sense. So, Okay, so yeah, my wrestling knowledge at that time was only up to about what I started watching wrestling what night late ninety seven, early ninety eight, something like that. So, um, some memories I have of certain stuff is a little fuzzy because my brother watched it all the time, and I would see him watching WWE and I would see him watching WCW. He watched both. He's always been the type to watch a little bit of everything. Um, so I was familiar with her to some degree. I just didn't know that much. So like when the evasion happened, a lot of those people I did recognize because I saw them on TV from when my brother would watch it. And then there was some that I had never seen before. And I was like, who is this? So it's, it's a little touch and go with some things. Uh, but also to bring up my brother, I know I I know that we promised you guys we would do another show before Mania. Um, 
and G, I know you hadn't really heard from me. Um, trying not to get emotional here. Um, I lost my brother, so I was kind of, you know, busy just taking care of stuff and, you know, just trying to keep myself together. So um, I was oh, just... Well, I didn't know. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, thank you so much. It was... Um, it's it's still hard. I'm still trying to deal, but you know, day by day, day by day. Um, but you know, it, a lot a lot of this was hard for me because, you know, me and my brother were talking was talking about you know mania and everything at the beginning of the year. So this whole thing for me just has been like really emotional. Um, so you know, just watching it and then you know just. I always liked Stacy though. That was the thing. Like I always liked her. Like even though she didn't really do much, and given the time that I started watching wrestling, you know, you had people like China and Trish and Lita. You know, so for me, I wasn't too keen on the women who didn't wrestle. Like it was hard for me to really enjoy the segments where women didn't wrestle because I was like, well, I don't really want to see this. Like I watched them, you know, uh, but. I, I was just never too keen on it, but I always did like Stacy. It was just something about her personality to just it. I connected with it for some reason. And, you know, with Tori, I, it wasn't the same because it's like, it's not that I didn't like Tori, but I just preferred Stacy for some reason. It was just something about her, like Stacy's personality. It's like, it's almost like she was, every time she smiled, it was almost like she was hugging you through the screen or something. Like it's so hard to describe, but I connected with her. And, you know, I was always kind of excited to see her on TV, even though she didn't really wrestle much. And when she did, it wasn't like it was groundbreaking or nothing, but you know, she was always entertaining TV and she didn't necessarily have to take off her clothes to do it. And I think that's what, made me like her even more whereas Tori was more you know bikinis and stuff all the time and you know not you know not saying that in a bad way but I, I just think that's probably why I had that connection more with Stacey but um you know Tori and Mick Foley inducted uh Stacey into the Hall of Fame Mick said that he was you know he was shocked when Stacey texted him and asked him but you know he was honored uh Stacey still looks amazing like she you can't even tell she's aged like like it's something where her and Trish I don't know what the heck they're taking but they need to sell whatever it is because they look amazing and I was just like wow I just remember the whole time she was talking I was just staring at it like wow I said how can you still look this good like it, it was just mind-blowing but you know super happy for Stacy. uh great to see her living her life and you know she had been going away from social media for so long like you know about roughly six years and when they announced her induction that was the first tweet she had made in like six years so that was like a moment um you know seeing you know the Andy Kaufman like induction you know his family coming out that was something that really was big for me growing up because I used to hear about it all the time and I would, you know, see clips and stuff. So, you know, granted, I wasn't alive when it was happening. But when, you know, later, you know, when I started watching wrestling when I was a kid and, you know, hearing people talk about it and, you know, 
you know, seeing clips. And I was one of the first people on, like, in my neighborhood to have a computer and to have the internet. So I was able to kind of look up stuff. And, you know, so I kind of had that advantage on some people. Uh, so that that was a great moment. Um, you know, the great Muda, they did a great package for him, man. Like, WWE always does great packages, but man, that was a great freaking package they did for him. And the funny thing is, like, not funny, haha, but uh, like, more ironic. So, I don't know if you saw this, and I want to say, man, you talked about it, but I can't remember. Um, but do you remember uh, when Shinsuke did the retirement match with Muda? Just earlier this year? I remember when he did it. I, I didn't see it, though. But I remember okay, that no he, problem. he went over and did it. No problem. So I remember when it was first announced that Shinsuke was going to do it. I was super excited. And again, Shinsuke is one of those people that my brother put me up on. So I have a really strong connection with Shinsuke. Love him. He's an amazing talent. I was very um disparaged when after the match i want to say it was like a day or two after the match where great muda did an interview and he called he he called shinsuke a slur and like i don't i don't want to repeat it but he called shinsuke a slur you know basically you know insinuating his sexuality and i was not okay with that and you know is i got so upset because I, I was raised, I was raised around all different types of people. So for me, I've always viewed people the same, no matter their, you know, their color, their race, their gender, you know, their sexuality, anything. So for me, that none of that stuff matters. As long as you're respecting people's boundaries, I feel like that's that's the only thing that that matters. And I was so upset when I saw that. And I was just like, man, I was like, Muda, and again, Muda. From what I can't remember, I think I've only seen maybe like a handful of his matches from, you know, just growing up. Um, but he, again, one of those names that I would hear and, you know, see stuff about. So over the years, like he was one of those people, like I didn't necessarily keep tabs on him, but I knew how good he was. I knew what he looked like. I, You know, so I, I kind of always was a fan from a distance. But, you know, I was just really upset about that. And I didn't really hear too much after the initial news cycle. Like, the initial news cycle went for about a week or two, and I didn't really hear much about it after that. So when he came out, Shinsuke was, like, the, the first seat, like, when they come out from the back. And I figured, like, okay, I said, this should be a little telling. Shinsuke, you know, he didn't turn to Shinsuke to shake his hand. Shinsuke didn't, you know, try to shake his hand. It was just really odd. Like, if anything, if you go back and look, you see Shinsuke kind of put his head down and take a couple steps back, like, away from him. And I was like, oh, I said, this, like, this is, like, legit beat for something. Like, Shinsuke is, like, upset. But then... I saw like a post on social media, like he took pictures with him like before and after the uh you know ceremony. So I was like, I, I guess they talked about it. I you know, I you know, I, I guess they talked about it. So I mean, you know, as long as shit I mean, as long as sometimes you can call somebody a name if you're close to them, you know, maybe you can call them something in jest, you know. I didn't have friends that I didn't call, you know, you say, hey, you, you know, you slur, but, you know, you don't mean it, but, you know, your friends, you just, just stuff that you, you know, you say. I've never done that. It could have been that. 
But I mean, do do girls really say that like that though? I mean, like the most is, you know, me and my friends live. I'll be like, oh, bitch, you funny, but you know, that's like about it. <laughs> well, I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm talking the f word. You know, I guess no, is, that, is, that, is that the word you're talking about? I yeah, the f word. Yeah, I okay, I, yeah. I've you know just the way I was raised, like it was a subject that was brought up very early for me based off of something my mom saw me watching on TV, which is a completely different story for a different time. But for me, the the conversation was had very early. Um, I've never felt any type of way about people, about their sexuality. Like my whole thing is if you happy, I'm happy. As long as you don't disrespect me or somebody in my family or my significant other or something, like I'm good. Like I'm just all about people knowing their boundaries, but you know, I don't want to get off topic, different story for a different time, but it was just nice to know, just seeing that him and Shinsuke did take the pictures that everything is fine between them. So I was able to let it go because clearly him and Shinsuke are good. So I was able to let it go. Um, and then, uh, you know, Tim White, you know, legendary referee Tim White received the Warrior Award. That was really emotional for me because, and I'm not the emotional type, so that's why it always bothers me when I get emotional about stuff. Because I'm <laughs> anybody who knows me would say I'm not the emotional type, but I cried because, you know, again, growing up, he was one of those refs, him, Earl Hebner, Mike Kyoto, you know, just to name a few. Like, they were, like, the main ones that I would always see. And I always connected with them on a different level than I did with the other refs. I remember back when Teddy Long was a ref, and he used to crack me up. You know, so it, it was very it, it was very special for me to, you know, see that happen for, you know, him and his family to, you know, accept the award for him. It was just, just a beautiful moment. It was... It, it was just, it was something nice. It, it was something nice for sure. Um, you know, of of course, Ray Mysterio, the headliner of the Hall of Fame, like that. Like, I cried so much because I have such a long history with Ray. Like, I remember seeing him on WCW because my brother was watching and, you know, me just, you know, walking in and out of the room and him watching and just like, hey, like, who is this guy? And why, why does he have this mask on? And, you know, that was the first time I was ever exposed to, you know, Lucha Libre was seeing Ray Mysterio. You know, I was, you know, taken aback by it because it was like, I was like, why does he have the, it was just foreign to me because I didn't see anybody else like that. And the other, you know, person that, you know, I was exposed to from Lucha, uh, Lucha Libre was Psychosis. Um, I knew a little bit about Conan because, again, my brother... Um, but psychosis and, you know, uh, psychosis and Ray was like the two main ones that I were, you know, exposed to early on. And then shortly after, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero, of course, and just always a big fan of all of them, just always a big fan. Um, it was just really emotional. Ray had a great speech. It, it, were, it was very reminiscent of like Undertaker's induction, you know, minus the headset, uh, <laughs> you know, but just beautiful and then uh, I, I remember saying on Twitter a few weeks ago I was like they should do an angle at the Hall of Fame I was like if they don't already if Dom and you know Ray hasn't been solidified for WrestleMania yet they should do an angle at the Hall of Fame and I remember saying I said the only way that Ray is gonna get to the point where he wants to hit Dom is is he gonna have to something gonna happen with Angie or Aaliyah or the grandparents you know Ray's parents and sure enough, what, 
you know, what happened, you know, he told, you know, Dom told Angie to shut up, yelled at Aaliyah, you know, Ray had to knock him out, crowd, big pop from the crowd on that, uh, also, uh, you know, watching Dom and Rhea and uh, you know, Priest walk out during Ray's speech was like hilarious. It was just great storytelling. I was just really happy they did the angle because I was like, man, this is just good TV. So it it was just great. Um, Conan did induct Ray, and he did a great, great speech. You know, before Ray came out, it it was amazing. Um, definitely. Uh, definitely a lot that was going on you know people who were paying attention got to see Andrade got to see you know however you want whatever you want to call them Alistair Black Malachi Black you know uh, it was weird because it was like man you guys don't work here anymore and you know both of them want to be there so bad and it's like Andrade looks so happy and I'm just like bro like imagine being at a job that you hate and you get to go to the function, like basically get to go to the holiday party in the six because your spouse works there. Like that has to be very uncomfortable on so many levels. And there was a clip flying around where you see Andrade and Santos Escobar uh, having an exchange and they were talking and Andrade was just like, he was so happy. Just, you could tell he was just so happy to see him. Uh, just, you know, just little moments that were great. Uh, one thing that stood out throughout the night was that Cody was sitting right next to Triple H. Him and Brandy was sitting right next to Triple H in the front. Uh, Montez and Bianca was sitting right next to, you know, Cody and Brandy uh, in that front row as well. A uh, lot of people there, Booker T, uh, Kurt Angle and his wife. I was kind of surprised AJ wasn't there. Like, I know he's, you know, injured right now, but I'm like, you couldn't even, you know, make the trip, you know, which is okay, you know, but I kind of expected to see him there. Uh, but, you know, all, all good. Um, overall, good Hall of Fame. Little, you know, a little emotional for me for several reasons, but uh, man, good stuff, good stuff. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, G, why don't you go ahead and um start with the night one of WrestleMania for us? Let's see what uh show opened with uh what Cena and um Theory Theory, yeah. yeah um, I mean, that match was all about theory, it uh Cena looked um slow. And get out there and wrestle that, you know, with his eyes closed, of course. But right, he looked a little slow. But I mean, that match is all about theory and putting him over. I would have preferred that he got a clean win, um, but they did it, you know, just to protect Cena somewhat. Um, but I mean, it was a fine match for what it was. Uh, I didn't think a couple months ago Cena couldn't bumps, but now he can. I was like, okay, but. Uh, yeah, that match was just, it was just all about theory for me and, you know, just trying to get him over even more. But, yeah, the match, it was, it was just okay for me. Um, nothing really stood out. Uh, you know, it had to make a wish kids out there. That was, you know, that was fine. It was all um, that. Oh, my. It just warmed my heart. It just, again, I'm not emotional. So, it, for me, it's always weird when I get emotional because, again, it's just not my thing. But I just started tearing up because I said, man, like, 
John is such a good guy. Like that was amazing for those kids. That, like, like, come on. Like, who other than Cena can do something like that? Just amazing, man. He's just such a good guy. Just such a good guy. Mm-hmm. Just it's a good. I mean, any kids uh dreaming to be able to to do that. Um, he had a match. It was it was just okay. It was just okay for me. Terrible um, match. Terrible match. Yeah, as I said, it was it was just okay. Nothing nothing stood out. It was it was what it was. Just like I said, it was to get uh theory over even more. But that's but, yeah, the thing. It's, look like, great. it's not even like he got over it. Like that crowd was so quiet and not in a good way. Like the reactions and on top of the fact that how quiet like over 80,000 people in a stadium and you could hear a freaking pin drop that was like very telling if you ask me I mean but that's I could be wrong but that's if you ask me it was it was one of those things that I was just like man like as soon as that happened the first thing I said to myself I said John Cena's promo is not aging well right now because exactly what John said was basically exactly what John said. Like, everybody was so quiet. And I'm just like, bro, like, the heat that you're going to get from this isn't even going to be like some good heel heat. This is just going to be, we don't like you heat and you just need to go, like, basically just go away heat is what I'm getting at. Because those people- He ain't getting X-Pac heat now. (laughs) Not the (laughs) X-Pac He ain't getting Xbox. Like I said, it was it was it was just okay. It was an okay match. It was nobody's gonna remember that. Nobody's gonna remember it. Exactly. Like, why would you like I honestly I appreciate John so much because he's willing to do anything for that company because he loves the business so much. And that's the type of people that wrestling in general needs. However, I was okay with John going over because even though it would have been expected at the same time it's the only thing that makes sense because like you said what was the main thing that you said nothing stood out in that match I mean Cena going over what I mean that wouldn't have did nothing he can't he won't be there to defend the title so in theory going over is gonna do nothing on paper it looks good on paper for him it looks good but okay like he got a win on his resume What's what's the thing they say in the books? All it's gonna say is theory be you know seen at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. True. However, for people who ain't just who just won't read something and who have common sense enough to actually at least try to YouTube a video, would be like, oh my god, are you freaking sick? It was like honestly, that's probably one of the worst matches of Cena's career. As much as I hate to say it. Because it was flat. The crowd barely had any reactions throughout the whole match. The match was short. It was just, I mean, and I'm not saying they should have did, you know, they should have done an hour Broadway or anything. I'm just saying that if they, if you're going to go through the trouble of work, you know, having John carve out time in his schedule, make it worthwhile for the fans. And honestly, 
the only reason why I can let it go is because John gave those Make-A-Wish kids the moment of a lifetime. That's the only reason why I can let it go. If it wasn't for that, I would be fuming. But because John was able to still create such a great moment that had nothing to do with the actual match, I can let it go. And that's, that's in a sense, what's important. So I, I can let that go. Any other words on that match? No, I mean, what more is there to really say? That's well, let's say that go ahead and it do wasn't anything impressive. Let's go ahead what? and do what they did and skate on past that because it was like you said, nothing impressive. I mean, then you had what's the main showcase match of that Strowman Ricochet, the Prophets, Alpha Academy, and Viking Raiders. You know, here's my <laughs> a Monday Night Raw match. Um, uh, to me, that's all it was. You know, it could have been on a Raw. <laughs> little disappointed with that only for the fact that as much as I hate to say it the situation is there 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 is some talent in there there's definitely some talent in there let's be honest oh all eight of them all eight guys are talented there's definitely some talent there but just there was nothing that really made sense here like you calling it a showcase match but let's be honest all this is is a number one contenders match at wrestlemania for who's going to be first in line for the for a tag team title match that's really all this is and i get why to call it a showcase because you're showcasing all these other teams but here's my problem Braun and Ricochet are not a team. They were just randomly thrown together. And it's like, though the crowd is eating it up, kind of, it's it's only because Braun, as much as I hate to admit it, for some reason has been over for a, a long time. And Ricochet, who doesn't love Ricochet? Like, you know, I feel like he doesn't have Even a though this holds time. him back. I mean, he had, right, it does. It to really me, this does. tag team holds him back. It yeah, I don't care. He doesn't have mm-hmm. enough personality. Like he's terrible. Like Ricochet is terrible at promos, and it's like I feel like if he would do more work on his promos, it would help a lot more. But I mean, Ricochet is in that weird gray area where it's like you you're not in the main event, but you're not even like the top of the mid. You know, you know, it's not even like you a top mid guy right about now. Like you just mid mid guy, and it's, so it's kind of like. Eh. You know, but he's definitely talented. And, you know, I've never really been a fan of Braun, but he's grown on me the last couple of years, which is a crazy thing. <laughs> he's grown. And honestly, it all started when when Roman left because his leukemia came back. I remember Braun cutting a promo and him saying, you know, when I win, he said the first guy who's going to get a title match is Roman. And for some reason, it's like right then I just I connected with them. And I was just like, okay. Like, so I kind of started paying more attention, you know, and even though his matches don't be great, it's like he entertains. Like he's he's entertaining. Like he he can he can make you laugh. He can scare the hell out of you. He can make you believe that he's on the verge of killing somebody. Like he has all these, and he's a big guy, and people love an attraction. And what's what's more of an attraction of just having a really big guy around, you know, but um, which is Vince's main problem, but you know, well, that's a different story for a different time. But a lot of talent in this match just poorly executed. I, it's like the interests took longer than the match. The interests combined. Let me correct myself. The interests combined, I felt like, took longer than this match. I mean, I was happy that the Street Profits won, but I'm not. And Braun a- actually took the pin. <laughs> 
Right. That's what I was. I'm not going to lie. I was super surprised about that. That was the thing I didn't see coming. I had a feeling that they, the Street Profits were going to win, but I didn't see Brian being the one to take the pin. That's what shocks me. That's definitely what shocks me. Um, um, and just just to say this now, because I totally kind of messed up here. So right right after we get through night one, we'll skip over to, to stand and delivery because I meant to open up with that and totally got thrown off track. But, you know, forgive me, guys. Uh, but, you know, I got to bring this up since it's, it was the next match. Seth versus Logan Paul. You've heard me say a million times, I'm not a fan of Logan Paul. I don't watch anything he does. If anything, I just come across the clips online. I actually took the time to watch this only for the simple fact that it was Seth and I love Seth and you know, he's, how can I say this? As much as I love Seth, I'm extremely disappointed with him on a, on a, not just a professional level, but a personal level because I'm not a fan of people going to the internet crying about their problems or crying about their feelings being hurt. In some cases, I can get it. But the fact that, you know, he, you know, he feels the need to, you know, make it known that he's pretty much jealous that Cody was in the main event and, you know, and then for Becky to do it, that's really what shocked me. I was extremely disappointed with Becky too, because of course, you're biased. You're biased. That's your husband. So, of course, you're going to be biased. Now, I'm not saying what Becky said didn't have some type of truth to it. But at the same time, I didn't see nobody doing all this complaining when she was on the other foot and stuff cashed in at WrestleMania and pinned Roman and Roman was supposed to win. So, it's like... It's, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. That's all I'm saying. It's like, don't sit here and complain when you're not the one that's set to be in that spot. But when you are set to be in that spot, you're not the like you're not complaining. It's just like, I just kind of feel like being a dog, just just take it how it is. You know how the business is. Like, I get where self coming from to some degree. And what I am also gonna do is uh my best friend, uh, me and her had a conversation about this when it came up too. So I'll uh I'll also get some audio from from getting her responses to that because she she made a lot of good points. Uh, so because I I would have had her I would have had her here now, but she's actually at work and she doesn't you know get off till eight. You know, corporate America people, um, she doesn't get off till eight, so you know she won't be up making the time. But uh, just very disappointed in how Seth and Becky decided to handle that, and um, but still love Steph and Becky regardless. So I wanted to support Seth. And I'm not going to lie, as soon as he came out, I, I popped. I cried laughing so hard. Like, that outfit was so crazy. <laughs> that mm. outfit was so crazy. The first thing I thought, um, I don't know if, you know, you know, like, DC's nephews or cousins ever watched this and you've ever seen it before, but back when I was a kid on the Powerpuff Girls, there was this character, him, that was like, and I thought he was a girl at first until I actually watched the episode when I was a kid uh dressed in like all this red and stuff and had this really high pitched voice. That was the first thing I thought of when Seth came out there. And I just cried laughing. I said, this is like so funny. <laughs> like <laughs> Seth no Seth knows what to do with the he just knows how to pull it all together. He's so good in the ring. Uh I was just happy he finally got a WrestleMania win, let alone a, a just a good win in general. Cause I mean, he has been on kind of more of a losing streak over the over the course of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, the match was 
what it was. I was what I expect out of, you know, a match between Seth and Logan Paul. Um, like I said before, I don't, I'm not a Logan Paul fan, but I don't have a problem with what he does in the ring because he doesn't give you a half job when he's in the ring. He actually does go out there and compete and gives you, you know, do what he can. Now, does that change my opinion on Logan Paul as a person? Well, no, I'm not going to subscribe to his YouTube or watch nothing else he does. But when he's in the ring, he, he does a, a solid job. I will agree and with that. He, he got the – Seth got the, the celebrity match, and he got the win. Logan Paul, of course, like everything in his WrestleMania, was predictable. He wasn't winning because he really doesn't need to win. Um, but it, it was, it was you know, it was fine for what it was. It, it, it The match played out exactly how I thought it would play out. Yeah, I I expected I I expected Seth to get the win. I I honestly expected more from the match. Like honestly, it was a little flat in my opinion. Like it was just it was just too much with the the little with the little juice bottle out there, and you know it was just too. Yeah, I don't I don't know who KSI is. So me neither. Who know, is this character? And for mm-hmm. the record, all black people don't know each other. So just for the record. Um, yeah, I, I have sure no is. idea who this guy is. Let me Google him really quick. I'm right here. Let's Google him. Let's KSI. They said he's something with something. He's Logan Paul's partner or something. So that's all I knew. He must be African or possibly Nigerian based off of his actual real name. Um, and the, the KSI, I have no idea where that came from. Uh... They said he's apparently the CEO of Misfits Boxing and the co-owner of the Prime Energy Drink, uh, some some type of vodka in a restaurant chain known as Sides. Uh oh, he's from London. Okay, uh, apparently he's only twenty nine. Okay, so seems successful. Okay, um, still don't like him. I he it just seemed awkward with him being there. It just it seemed out of place. It was just really weird. Uh, but. Really happy stuff got the win. For me, again, the match was a little flat. I I just I felt like it could have been a little bit more in there, but you know, just overall happy stuff got the win. Uh but going forward, as much as I hate to say this, I was not pleased with this match either. Uh the the six woman, the six woman tag, Trish, Lita, and Becky versus damage control, which consists of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO. This was <sighs> I don't want to say a mess because it wasn't necessarily a mess. However, it is teetering extremely close to a mess only for the simple fact that it's just so many parts that don't make sense. And three of those parts are damage control. I love Bailey. I've been a fan of Bailey since NXT. She's she's one. She's the she's the fourth horse woman that got left at NXT while the rest of them were on the main roster. So she's always had a little bit more to prove. Um, but just, I just want people to be honest, this damage control thing is just not working. Like in theory, no pun intended, in theory, it was a good idea, but the execution has been terrible. And I've, I've been trying to support it. I've been trying to give it a chance, but there's just so many elements working against me rooting for this. The music is terrible. Like the song, whoever is doing their music now is trash. They need to hire Jim Johnson back, or they need to get what CFO back. They need. Well, they CFOs need to, was doing, and they got rid of all the CFOs. Uh, well, they need most to of their songs. Back. 
Well, they need to get them back because this the damage control song starts off with so much potential. And then as soon as the actual lyrics start, it's just terrible. And it's all poppy. And it's like, this is the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. If you're supposed to be a hill group and you're supposed to be all tough and, you know, running ragged over everybody, why is your music more of a pop sound? That just makes no sense. It sounds like uh, Ariana, I wouldn't even say Ariana Grande. Her, her music sounds more black than that. I Like, that's like, it's like listening to Hillary Duff. Like, it's just, Hillary it's, Duff. it's, it's it's nothing. Yeah, Hillary Duff had a, you know a couple albums. It's is it's, it's just it's nothing intimidating about the music. And that's one thing that plays a big part in people's characters, the music. I won't get tied up long on that. But my point being, in theory, damage control was a good idea. The execution has been terrible. I think individually they're all talented, but as a group, it's just not working. Bailey is being dragged down by this, and people are not. There's a lot of people who are in denial about this. Bailey is being dragged down by this. Do you? I mean, how do you? I mean, do you agree or disagree with that? I agree. I, I mean, this is went on too long. Um, the match itself. I wasn't expecting much because I mean Trisha and Lita are officially retired. Um, but they, they still are, look great. They still look great. They still it's it's a different. Great. It's different. It's different. It's different. You know, you can still have a look and, and and a move, but you can tell it's it's not the same because they are slower. These are women who are knocking on the door fifty years old. You know, I mean, well, they're I not, would, I, they're I, not I gonna agree. move the same as they that they moved fifteen years ago. Agree with the statement that they were moving, no. so they were they were moving really well. Like I, there was no ring rust there. Lita has always kind of had that kind of offbeat, like how DMX always rapped offbeat. Lita has always kind of had that offbeat pace in the ring, which is, in my opinion, has always kind of set her apart from everybody else. It's well, like, let me finish. I'm sorry. Let go me, ahead. Can, can I? Okay. So I'm saying that's what I was saying. I wasn't expecting. They were. I mean, they weren't the biggest part of, you know, the biggest disappointment, of course. I'm, that's just one of the factors. I mean, damage control, <clears throat> you got three really solo wrestlers, and you kind of just in Dakota up under Bailey as, as lackeys is the biggest problem. Um, Bailey's the only one who really gets to talk, really only gets to dictate, you know, what's going on. She just kind of points, and well, Eo and Dakota just... Yeah, but still, do Io Shirai from NXT is not taking orders from Bailey. I'm sorry, she Fast. does not. Definitely Even though she couldn't speak English, she was her own woman. Even when she was in that in that tag team with um uh uh, uh her name escaping me, Zoe Stark. What's the whole thing was? Hey, I'm a singles person, kind of just in this tag team, but I'm a singles person. I really don't need you. Why is she tag? Taking orders from Bailey don't make sense. Yeah. It went along too long. It was, I mean, if you wanted to put them together first just to introduce them to people that's unfamiliar, fine. But this is is went on too long. They lose all the time. Um, just break them up, <laughs> let them be singles wrestlers, because you need you need the bodies. Because you really you don't have good singles women's wrestlers. You you put everybody in tag teams or in groups, you know, so Bianca's got nobody to face. Rhea's got nobody to face. You know, break break them up. That's all I got to say. 
you know, they, my, I'm course. not going to disagree with you on that part because, to, I mean, to go back to the thing for a second, you know, Trish and Lita, they're still moving really well. I didn't see any ring rust on either of them, but it's just about chemistry. When you, when the people you in there have, the, the, the person that you have to fight with, if, if there's no chemistry, then the course is not going to be good. And there's just no chemistry there. I feel like it would be more chemistry if it was Trish and Becky or Trish and Lita, of course, or, you know, Becky, you know, Becky, like, what, what did I, okay, I just, I messed myself up, but you get my point. You get my point. But it's like, I just remember sitting there and I just, I wanted to love it so bad because I love Trish. I love Lita. They were very, very, very big inspirations for me growing up, you know, and it's just, it's hard because they're Trish, Lita, China. They all play very integral parts for me growing up. I, you know, got bullied when I was a kid because I was taller than, you know, everybody else. I was really skinny, you know, so I got made fun of a lot. And, you know, wrestling was something that came along at a time for me that I really needed it because, you know, my confidence just was non-existent. And, you know, the first, <laughs> one of the first people I ever remember seeing on WWTV that made me actually sit down and actually watch it was China. And, you know, just huge 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 inspiration for me growing up Trish huge inspiration for me growing up Lita huge inspiration there's another person that I'll, I won't uh won't admit to right now I'll save that for later on uh, at a different time but you know it was just again damage control just you got three singles and there's just no, there's no synergy there. There's no connection. It's like, in theory, on paper, it sounded like a good idea. But he here's my hot take on it. And there's going to be a lot of people upset. And I'm just going to say, I feel like the big problem, the main problem in the group is Dakota. As much as I hate to say it, she's extremely talented. I'm not taking anything away from Dakota. She has a lot of promise. But here's the issue. I don't know if she really wants it because in NXT, she started off hot and then it got to a point where right before she was released, like the, the months leading up to her being released, like it would just, she didn't seem like the same person. And well, they had her playing that insane role where she was crazy and I mean, talking well, to herself and stuff. The problem for me, I'm just talking about in ring, it just didn't, you didn't get the same feel from her in the ring that you got from her initially. It's just, it's like she didn't want to be there almost. And Well, when that 2.0, when they switched over that 2.0, all them old, the old guard knew that they were getting pushed out. So yeah, it did affect a lot of their attitudes. I mean, go yeah, ahead. I'm not, I'm not saying that that didn't play a part in it, but what I'm saying is it's like with Dakota, it's like I hate to say it again because, like I said, she got so much promise. Like, she has so much promise. But every time I see Dakota, it's like she is more important for her just to be seen on TV than it actually is to be good in the ring. It's like, and her promos suck. Like, she can't cut a promo to save her freaking life. Like, I mean, her promos in NXT were better than any time she gets on the mic now. It's like so bad. Like, 
It's so bad. It's like watching a train wreck. Like, it's so bad. And with EO, she can't speak English, but her promos sound a lot better than Dakota's does, even though I don't know what she's saying. Even with that back and forth she had with Asuka, we didn't know what she was saying until the next day when somebody translated it. But even in Japanese, it sounded freaking great. And even after it got translated, I was like, hey, this is still pretty good. Like, it's, it's just... It's very upsetting because I'm a huge fan of Bailey, and I just feel like this has done nothing but drag Bailey down. But I respect Bailey so much because she was just trying to help two people, and she was trying to help, you know, get get them to her level. So I can't be mad at her for was that. Was she trying to help them, or, or or this is more like, hey, creative just said, hey, you got these two, work with it, deal with it. Well, they yeah, they it was her idea. It was her idea. She went to Triple H. It was her idea. He okayed it. It was it was she originally took it to Vince and he said no. And then when Triple H got in charge from what Dakota just did uh something the other day, and she said that literally the day before SummerSlam, Bailey texted her and said that she was gonna talk to Triple H about it. And she said that she told Bailey, like, hey, I'm happy for you, go for it. And then literally she says that like not even like a half an hour later, Triple H was calling her like, hey, like, so, so, so I'm gonna want you to come back. And she's excited. It was like, okay. And she thought she had time to get all this stuff together. And she's like, okay, when? And he's like, tomorrow. So it's like everything moved really fast. And again, I commend Bailey for just wanting to help two people out and try to, you know, just give back to the business. I can never fault somebody for wanting to do the wrong, I mean, doing the right thing, but the execution has just been bad. And it's not Bailey's fault. It's just that Dakota is just EO, her EO's only fault is that she can't speak English. And it's not really a big deal, to be honest, because Asuka don't speak English and she's doing great. EO, EO's phenomenal. She's a star. She looks like a star. She dresses like a star. She has a she has a kind of little offbeat but culture style is you know very you know granny as you know she's Japanese so a lot, a lot of it goes back to her Japanese roots which is great because I love their fashion um but it's this is just something it's just it's oil and vinegar it's just it's not working it sucks because it's like you want to break them up but at the same time that goes into feeding the whole well oh you know the groups never stay together long but I think this will be a good time to call it a day on that um Trish, Becky, and Lita won. Again, very awkward match for the simple fact that there was like... If it was just Becky and Lita, there would have been a lot more chemistry. But just throwing Trish in there, and I'm not, I'm never mad for Trish being on TV. Let's just get that right. Cause I love Trish so much. I don't care if she's just there to wave hi to everybody. I'm always gonna tune in to see Trish and Lita. But just I don't know what happened, but I remember right when they was in Toronto, remember when they was last in Toronto? Was that right before the Elimination Chamber or whatever? So when they were in Toronto, originally Trish was on the plans and then something happened. We never found out what happened. We just heard that she was there and then she ended up having to leave. So we never found out what the original plan was, but whatever it was was probably better than this and they just had to, you know, make it work at the last minute. But it's just weird, and honestly, just hearing, you know, rumblings around that Trish is set to turn heel and face Becky one-on-one on SummerSlam is not really surprising because you kind of get that sense because she seems like the odd person out there. But, again, 
I'm it's kind of hard for me to complain about this just because I was just super happy to see Trisha Lita. I'm always happy to see them. So I was able to deal with the match just kind of being a disappointment. Um, this was I this is what I've been waiting for to talk about. <laughs> it's like and I'm so excited, I'm laughing. I was so amped to see Ray and Dominic because I said, man, I said, this is going to be just great. I knew Dom was going to have something for his for his entrance. I was just like, whatever he chooses, I said, this, this is going to be good. So I was just waiting for it. I knew Ray was going to do something great, you know, inducting into the Hall of Fame, got a match at Mania. I said, Ray is going to do something big. Like, Ray always do something good for Mania. So, you know, I, I kind of knew it was going to be there on Ray's end. But when I say I popped so hard when Dom showed up in that police bed. In the cuffs, yeah. I started crying laughing. My friend, I was on the phone with my friend and she was so mad because I was just so loud. But it was that funny because I'm just like, bro, this is brilliant. Like, whoever can, I don't know if Dom came up with this himself or somebody came up with it for him, or maybe it was like a meeting of the minds. But this was freaking great because I mean, Dom's Hill work is uh has grown and progressed, uh, you know, definitely. over these months, definitely, yeah, he, he definitely. Uh, you know, gets a gets the desired reaction that you know, you know, a lot of heroes don't get. Facts. That's definitely facts. And there's been rumblings around that, you know, Triple H sees him as a big star and sees him as, you know, the fu- the future of the business. And I mean, with stuff like this that he's been doing, who can who can really argue with that if he keeps this up? I mean, you know, but this also brings me to a point I'll get to in a minute. I really like your opinion on this. Um, you know, so Dom comes in and the you know police van handcuffed. You know, got the hood music hits my studio. I was like, man, that was great. Then he pops out the van and you see he got the mask on. As soon as I saw he had the mask on, I I, I popped again because I said, well, this is freaking great. This like this is freaking great, and I loved how it was the Judgment Day colors with the the purple and the black, and it had the style of Ray mask, and it was just, just amazing. Just again, whoever came up with this, whether it was Dominic or Meeting of the Minds with some other, this was just awesome. He, the the heat that he got from that crowd was amazing. It was it it was everything you would want a upstart heel to have, you know, and. It man, I I honestly went back and watched his entrance a few times because I said this is just freaking great. <laughs> I said this is just freaking great. Um, you know, right then Ray comes out, I popped because you know I I see the low rider and I was like, oh my god, Ray's coming out in the low rider. Honestly, I thought Dominic was gonna do it to get some heat, but I'm happy with how this played out though. Um, you know, I'm coming, I'm like, I was like, ah, I was like, the low rider here comes right in the low rider. And then I realized Snoop is driving. And I was just like, oh my, so I pop again because I freaking love Snoop. Anybody who knows me knows how much I love Snoop. I support basically everything he does. I mean, every now and then I have to call an audible and sit it out. But for the most part, I usually support everything Snoop does. Um, and then, you know, the had the nothing but a G thing mixed in with, you know, the and then all of a sudden you hear the Viva La Raza. And I was like, oh my like I popped so hard. I jumped up off the couch. 
I was super amped for this because I said, man, like Ray, such a good guy. Never heard anybody say a bad thing about Ray. He is just such a good guy. Just always helping keep Eddie's memory alive. You know, always reminding us of where he comes from. You know, reminding us of his journey. You know, and then, you know, he down, you know, because <laughs> Ray definitely down with the right people. Uh, but you know, just to hear that Viva La Rasa and to see how the crowd lit up. Like, man, those people went crazy. I watched that. Uh, I watched Ray's interest, like, quite a few times, too, because, like, man, as soon as that Viva La Rasa hits, that crowd just, man, what a pop. That was, like, insane. And just to then for it to switch into, you know, Ray's music and, you know, the pyro for Ray, Ray's gear. Oh, man, Ray always delivers with the gear. It's especially with the mask like man, which is one of the things I love so much about Ray he always gives you something good with the gear and it's so appreciated this was a good match um it delivered a lot more than I expected which is always a good thing I'd rather be overpaid than underpaid you feel me uh <laughs> it was the you know the 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 spot with him spanking Dominic and then the you know, when Aaliyah, I was just like, oh, my gosh, she going to throw this drink in his face. I did not see it coming with him throwing a drink in her face. That was a nice little plot twist. As soon as it happened, I said, plot twist. And my friend was like, what happened? And then I told her what happened. And she was like, what? And I told her, I said, you got to watch it. I said, you got to watch it. Nice little plot twist. Good little business there with the stuff for inside. Uh Dom, like you said, Dom has just been coming into his own with like the promos and the in-ring stuff. And it's like how he's tying the gear in. It's like he's starting to slowly figure everything out. It's like he like to it on screen, you know, his dad isn't holding his hand. But you know, of course, you know, his dad is still giving him advice. And you know, I listen to Conan's show, keeping it 100. Um, you know, and you know, Conan has been giving him advice too, and whatever advice Conan has been giving him has clearly been working because Don has been on it. And man, just just a heck of a match. It's just more than I expected. They had Bad Bunny on commentary. Um, you know, seeing Finn and Priest come out trying to get involved, and you know, and then you know, um. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma coming out, you know, the new LWO, them coming out, you know, having Ray's back. That was a nice little touch. Uh, you know, then Bad Bunny, you know, ripping, ripping, you know, ripping the weapon, the foreign object away from, from Dom. It's it was just everything was just it it was it was money. It was money. What what you think about it, G? Yeah, I mean it was a good match. Um probably the Live well, I think the Rollins match kind of got people into the crowd, but that really bought you know the crowd into it that particular match because they wanted to see Dom you know get his comeuppance, um, definitely, and Ray get a win. I mean, Dom's eventually going to have to you know get a get a, get the win back. I knew that Ray being inducted into the Hall of Fame, I was like, okay, he's not going to lose this match. Um, right, so, right. Um, there was that was a little. Just like most of his WrestleMania was just too predictable, um, but it was it was a good match. It was you know high energetic. Uh, the heel um, antics with Dom were you know played to the nines. And uh, not, not to cut you off, what did you think about the spot 
where where he did the the front face and face plant into the lower buckle with with uh he threw Ray into the lower buckle like that spot was mm-hmm. great. What did you think about that? Yeah, it was means it was an innovative spot, and uh, you can only do that with somebody little like Ray Mysterio. So yeah. <laughs> anybody else might have hurt themselves. Definitely. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> it was definitely something that him and Dom had uh, worked on um, to give Dom, you know, that big move to, you know, really and, and, and raise, you know, of course, a great seller. So he was able to really, and you know, the way the ref, did you see how the ref ran over the ray? Like, you okay? Like, and man, just shout out to the ref because even the ref, like, man, the way the ref ran over to him to, to check and see if it's okay and was all frantic, but it, it felt real. Like, mm-hmm. just good spot, man. That was a really good spot. What, what, for, for what did you think about the, the thing with the Aaliyah on the side? I mean, it was fine when they showed them, I knew they would be, you know, coming to it. Uh, Throwing a drink in her face is, you know, you know, yelling at the mother. You know, what else could I eat your ass for? Um, really, from out of that. Uh, but yeah, it was all around. That's probably the, the best match so far on that particular card. Agree from the entrances to the bell starting the match to the bell ending the match. The whole thing was just great. The entrances, the match, the the you know, just Ray when everything was great about that. Like just, you know, back, you know, getting that bad bunny moment in there. So you know that's something's gotta be coming with that since you know Becky's uh you know doing backlash in Puerto Rico next month. So you you know they setting up something for that. That'll be it'll be interesting. I, 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 I thought they how didn't they touch on the bad bunny and Damon Priest uh stuff? Yeah, they just they just I'm like y'all y'all forgot that they, they the teamed up at WrestleMania a few years ago. I said <laughs> the same thing, G, and I thought it was just me. And I remember kind of like you know, because I got the little DVR thing, so I kind of go back a little bit. And I was just like, so I was like, they just gone. I like, they, you know, like it was just weird. I thought I was the only person that noticed that. So I, I'm glad somebody else noticed that. That was a little strange for me. But um, I, I think they might be setting up for maybe Dominic and Bad Bunny at Backlash. That would be interesting. Okay, because Backlash, that's the one that will be in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Now, I, you know, Bad Bunny is actually surprisingly very good. He's not a big guy. Dominic's not a big guy. So um, I think they should work well together. I, you know, I think they should work well together. That, that'll that be interesting to see. We'll see what happens tonight on Raw. You know, last night I was so upset about what happened. We'll get to that. You know, I was just like, I ain't watching nothing. I ain't watching Raw. I ain't watching Smith. I was so upset. And, you know, I, you know I, I've had time to calm down. I've had time to kind of been to bed very upset. And, you know, I'm glad, uh, you know, my boo thing, um, you know, glad that wasn't a conversation because he definitely wouldn't have let me go to bed uh, angry. That's for sure. Uh, but <clears throat> I was very upset when I went to sleep last night. So, uh, but we'll get to that. Um, 
next match was one of the other few matches I was really kind of looking forward to. I really didn't care about most of the matches on the cards, to be honest. Uh, it was only like a just a couple I was really like invested in and everything else. I was like, oh, I'll watch it, you know, but didn't really, you know, have a lot of uh, invested in the other matches. Uh, Rhea and Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This was one of the main things I was looking for because, you know, it was it's it's a must win for Rhea. You know, you you came out you came out a couple years ago. You challenged uh, I said Charlotte. Wow, you challenged Charlotte. You know, to challenge you. You know, you come out there, you tell Charlotte, oh, you don't got to just choose between the SmackDown and the Raw Women's Championship. You can choose, you know, the NFC Championship. You know, you called your shot. It backfired. Um, I will say this. A lot of people will not agree with this, but I don't want to say I was disappointed with Rhea and Charlotte's match from WrestleMania a few years ago. It's not that I was disappointed, but it was one of those matches that was hard to get into because it was no crowd. And it was like some of the matches you could get into with it being a crowd. And then some of them, it was so hard to get into without it being a crowd. Like, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, their match is like, it's, I, I've never honestly gone back and watched that match. That's the thing. And I, and I keep saying I'm going to do it and I just never have. And I'll probably do it this week sometime because I've been putting it off for way too long. But it's, it's so hard to want to go back and watch that because it's just, I can remember everything from that match. And I just remember it being odd because it's like you hear them talking so much and you hear the ref talking and it's just silent. There's like little to no commentary. And it was just, it was one of the things that was weird. I remember watching Drew and Brock's match at Mania that year. And again, no crowd. And then I couldn't get into that match. And I'm usually never into a Brock match anyway. And I'm usually never into a Drew match anyway, but I figured what the hell, you know, so I gave it a chance, and it was extremely hard. See, that was, like, probably the worst one for me during that pandemic, that first pandemic WrestleMania. It was really hard because it was just, like, a lot of that stuff would have hit different if it was, like, a crowd reaction behind it, and it was just so hard. Like, only certain people were able to, you know, shine in that Thunderdome era, um, and sadly, not a lot of people were able to do it. It was only a handful of people that was able to shine during that Thunderdome era. But the point being, this was the match that I knew. I said, Rhea is going to win. She has to win. It's the only right decision is for her to win. And I went into this with higher expectations in that match they had back at WrestleMania a few years ago. And this did not disappoint on any level. This did not disappoint on any. This match was fire from bell to bell. They looked like they hated each other. They looked like they were beating the hell out of each other. Uh, I almost caught around it. Charlotte skinned her nose when she took that 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 back bump, that that back uh that back slip bump when uh Rear did like a it was kind of like a reverse slam into like a. I, I don't know. It looked like Charlotte shifted weird, which is what it looks like. It looks like Charlotte didn't rotate enough when she went back. And I think that's what got, like, that's what made her fall like that. And you see she skinned her nose, too. And, but, man, phenomenal match. It was, I honestly got nothing bad to say about this match. It was, I mean, it went yeah. long. It went long, but it didn't feel long. Like the match was like twenty, like over twenty three minutes, but it didn't even feel like it went that long. Like it, man, Rhea showed 
what she's been saying this whole time. From day one, I knew Rhea was going to be here. I thought this is what we were going to get when she beat Asuka. And the fact that Vince didn't do better with her upset me a lot. Um, so I was happy that this go around, you know, Rhea was used better. She looked strong going into this. She's going to continue to look strong. She, man, Rhea is a star. Everything about her just says star. And I just, I'm so mesmerized when she's on the screen because I can't help but want to watch what she does. Like the facials, the, 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 the antics. The little smart comments that she has that you could clearly tell that's just like going off the top of her head. Like just just the presentation overall of Rhea has just been amazing. And I'm I couldn't be I, it couldn't have happened to a better person. I'm just extremely proud, extremely happy. Just man, great match. And to be honest, a lot of people may not agree with this, but this was probably the best match on the whole WrestleMania. Like, both nights. This was probably the best match. Because <laughs> this was just, man, man. It's it's just something about the way Rhea works. And, I mean, Charlotte's definitely no slouch, but it's just something about Rhea. She just, she just has something different, man. And I love it. And, uh, I, I, I'm I'm like pretty much speechless. What you think about it, G? I mean, it was a great match. Um, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a big fan of Charlotte or Rhea. Um, but yeah, it was a you great don't match. like Rhea. We talked about that before. No, I'm I'm not a big Rhea Ripley fan at all. No, huh, I figured you would change your mind by now. But I will. No, we'll I, I I I like her more now with the Judgment Day stuff. Um, but I'm not I'm not all in. Um, I definitely, you know, my opinion on her has softened, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, ain't, I, I don't have both feet in yet. Um, ooh, I, ooh, not but, to uh, I don't, don't say you don't have both feet in. Do you at least have one foot in? Uh, one foot is touching the water. <laughs> but can we at least say that? One foot is touching the water. Okay. Right, but I'm saying, can you can you confidently at least say that much about her? Sure, yeah, you want to say one foot in, sure. Okay, I'll um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this was leaps and bounds better than their match three years ago because Rhea, you know, has grown as a performer in that yeah. amount of time. Um, Charlotte's gonna be Charlotte, you know, love her or hate her. Um, she's gonna do what she hate does it. out there. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm this is I'm not a Charlotte fan either, but I mean she She's brings her though. she She's brings talented. her big match, she brings her big match game to the big matches. I, yeah, I say that. I, that that I'm never gonna be a big Charlotte fan, but she she brings her, her game to it. I mean I won't disagree. I can't, I can't take that away from her. I won't disagree. Um, I will agree with you one thousand percent on that. You are dead on about that. But yeah, it was definitely you know the best women's match um for this weekend. Uh, uh, you know that's about what I can say in my opinion on okay. it. Okay, uh, I'll say they were they were yeah it was it was it was a really good match. I'll say really good match. I mean Charlotte did her part in in making Rhea look strong and putting her over in a bit very competitive match. You know, my only beef with the situation, not the match, but the what happened after the match, what pissed me off kind of was you can tell they're still trying to keep Charlotte a baby face. 
And like she kind of laughs and smiles about it. And here's my issue. Here's my issue with that. Every time Charlotte loses, she always cries and she's clearly visibly upset, like legitimately upset. And then this time she sits there, she's smiling. We know that you in your feelings about it because you could briefly see it because you could tell there's this spot right when you could tell when she realizes the camera's there because she was about to make the, oh, I'm so sad, I'm so upset face. And then you see her outline kind of look down at the camera that's like coming in at her from the floor. And then she kind of switches to, she covers her mouth a little bit and then she starts like laughing and then she moves her hand away and she's smiling. And I'm just kind of like, this This is my main issue with Charlotte. She is just so fake. And it's like, it's so annoying that when other people have been up visibly upset about them losing, you know, it's all they're a bad sport all this and that charlotte has done it all every single time she has a loss she's done it and nobody says boo about it and that's my biggest problem is that people act like that she's that people just act like she's just so full of humility humility and she's clearly just full of herself and i feel like if you're gonna i feel like if you're gonna you know batter down on other people for doing it then you need to, you know, you, you need to have the same energy for her because when she loses, she don't like it and she wants to be upset. Just, matter of fact, prime example, WrestleMania 35, when Becky won winner take all and Becky took the Raw and SmackDown belts, what happened? Yeah, Rhonda was kind of upset, but you know, Rhonda was the heel. You know, she's kind of the, you know, loose cannon character, you know, but she didn't look like, oh, pity me, pity me. It was just like, just helping the story you know just oh well you know my shoulder was not oh this, like you know just just basic stuff that works whereas you see charlotte on the floor clearly pissed mad that it wasn't called for her to win like just she's a bad sport and the fact that people act like she does nothing wrong is the biggest issue for me my biggest issue with her directly is that she sits here and every time that people in any interview she does, when people ask her about, well, oh, people say this, people say that. And how do you feel about, you know, people saying you got this opportunity because of this and that. Her response is always some form of her saying, well, I've earned this. I worked hard and woo woo. Nobody is taken away from the hard work that she does. But for her to sit there every time somebody asks her that question in any type of form or fashion and for her to sit there and make it seem like she's earned everything that this been actually literally handed to her is my biggest problem is my which is why I don't like her I have no problem with her being the the kid of a of of somebody who's already wrestling royalty I have no issue with that at all and yes sometimes those people get more of an advantage I get that it happens sometimes However, with her, it's this sense of entitlement and you see it. And it's like, it's so frustrating because it's like, you really sit here and act like you don't know why people don't like you. And then you get out here to the world and say it and you really believe your own hype. It's just, it makes no sense. Like, I can't respect somebody like that. I, I just, I can't respect somebody like that. I'm not taking nothing away from her talent because she is extremely talented. She's one of the best. But my main issue is I don't like people who sit here and try to act like things are what they are not. And that's my biggest issue with her. And that's most likely why I will never 
be a fan of Charlotte. She needs to take some ownership. She needs to act like an adult and she needs to stop acting like she deserves everything because there's plenty, if it was all about just working hard, there's plenty of other people who would have had more title reigns. The fact that Mickey James has done what she's done for this industry, one of the greatest of all time, no matter where she goes, Mickey is definitely a legend, one of the best. And she didn't get handed those opportunities and people wanted to see it every time she had the opportunity and she didn't win. The crowd was upset about it, whether she was a heel or a face, the crowd was upset about it. And she's worked her butt off and still works her butt off, but she didn't get handed all those opportunities, but Charlotte just get handed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for no reason, only because of her dad. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. And if you're going to sit here and make it seem like it's okay to do that, then give everybody a chance. Like, don't sit here and just keep giving her chance after chance just because of what her last name is. It's not right. Period. Point blank. That's all okay. I'm saying. But we'll, we'll move on. We, I don't uh, want we to... got a lot to discuss and we need to keep moving. Right. Let's move on. Um, you know, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and skip over the Pat McAfee thing. It was nice to see him pointless. What you gotta say about it? It was it was filler. Just yeah, pointless filler. filler. Anything so, else yeah. about that? What what could what else could I say? It was filler. You okay, know, we'll move on. Had, had the Miz <laughs> get beat up, you know, whatever. <laughs> Definitely always a good moment to see Miz get beat up. Um, so the main event for night one, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenging the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Uh, of course, this is what the crowd was looking for. Um, you know, a lot of people argued that Rhea and Charlotte should have main evented. You know, for a brief second, I said the same thing. But then when you think about from a business standpoint, nope. like... This is the story that they've been playing for months, so no. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, yeah, it's the it's the it's the story that everybody is invested in, and it's not like people are not invested in Rhea's story, but this is the hotter story. This is more this has more equity to it. So I this feel is like the A story. <laughs> this is yeah, the A story. I was definitely excited about this. Um, you know. Honestly, the match could have been a little bit shorter. It was a couple spots that wasn't needed. At one point, Sammy took a bump and was gone for like, it seems like five freaking minutes. And I think it was five minutes. Like, And I just remember being like, there's no way he should be gone this long. Um, but all in all... Um, you know, it was a it it was a it was a really good match. I, I expected Kevin and Sammy to win, uh, but still, it I still popped for it because it was it was like that just in the moment thing. Like as soon as it happened, it's like even though I thought it was gonna happen, it was just good to see it happen. You know, and the crowd popped. You know that that moment at the end with Sammy and Jay was just amazing. Um, I really got nothing bad to say about it other than the fact that it could have been like maybe five minutes shorter and yeah, just really could have been five minutes shorter and it was a couple spots that took too long. But other than that, I really got no complaints about it. What's your thoughts on the G? It was exactly what I guess everybody expected it to be. You know, Sammy and uh, Kev was taking those uh, tag titles. I mean, the four guys in there know what they're doing. Uh, like I said, this is the story people was invested in. This is the story they had to swerve Sammy into so he didn't take nothing off of, no shine off of Cody. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is what the people wanted to see. Say, hey, if Sammy can't win a big belt, okay, at least he gets to be thrown to Usos, uh, you know, legendary run. So, 
it was just what the people expected. He gave him a feel good go home for night one of WrestleMania. I mean, I can't say more than that. Uh, yeah, what 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 can you say? It, it gets a little. Well, I guess all the big matches do that. People can kick out of you know all the finishers that you know normally end matches, but I guess all the big matches and all the companies do that. Um, I was not a fan of Sammy kicking out of the one D. I felt like that spot should have been left out. Yeah, but I mean, I guess everybody does that. Everybody on on the big stage, everybody can kick out of the finishers. So I'm like, I'm not gonna complain about that. It is what it is. You get the people uh, a a good a good go home story for just say night one. Yeah, definitely. Uh storybook ending for night one of super happy for KO and Sammy uh again Kevin Owens uh I have a special connection to my brother again put me up on Kevin Owens he's always been really really big like there's certain people he's always been really really big on like KO AJ Shinsuke just to name a few because if I try to name any more it will be sitting here too long but just like the main ones he's always been on me about oh you know he's like oh you know you gotta see AJ you gotta see this guy AJ you gotta Samoa Joe to name another um you know he's all he was always adamant on me about oh you gotta see this you gotta see this guy's great and he was really big on Kevin Owens and you know, I remember thinking like, uh, like I, I will admit, I'm not that good with following up on stuff. Like, I will follow up on stuff, but sometimes I either just won't, or and I, I always have the intention to. That's the thing. Like, even if I don't want to, I always have the intention on following up on anything somebody recommends. For the most part, I usually do, and I usually do like whatever it is they recommend, but there are times where I'm just like, huh, like, I can do it tomorrow, and then I just end up just never doing it, but, um, you know, Kevin Owens, I put it off for so long on, you know, really looking into him, and it was, like, right before he came to WWE, I remember I, you know, looked up some stuff online, and I remember thinking, like, this guy's a wrestler, like, <laughs> I just remember being taken aback a little bit. And, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was something weird, but I, after, I think, maybe about the third or fourth video I watched of him, I kind of started to understand where my brother was coming from. And I was like, okay. And it's like, the more I saw it, the more I was like, well, okay, let, like, maybe this is just a fluke. You know, maybe, like, maybe he won't have this many good matches. And, you know, I went, ended up going through a lot of footage of his and, you know, I became a fan of Kevin Owens. So when he came to WWE, I was invested in him in NXT. Same thing with Shinsuke. Um, I remember watching. I can't remember which Wrestle Kingdom it was. So please forgive me, you guys. Um, and I could be wrong about one aspect of this because uh, it's been so long since I actually watched the video. It was one of the Wrestle Kingdoms. Shinsuke came out and he had like this all red thing on and it's like the the jacket had like these it was like kind of like cape like when he lifted up the arms it was kind of like wings and I want to say his the song like was something with Michael Jackson I can't remember I will have to find it but that was the first thing I ever saw Shinsuke and I remember thinking like I remember the commentary was just I had to put it on mute at one point because it was hard for me to really focus because the commentary is in Japanese and I don't speak Japanese, whereas my brother, you know, did. So for me, it was just kind of, you know, taking me out of it a little bit. 
Um, but I remember looking at him coming out and I was like, it's like I instantly got it for some reason. I was just like, I get it. I just remember saying like, I get it. Instantly, I'm like, this guy's a freaking star. Like, you coming out with this freaking outfit that I don't know what the heck it is, but it looks good. You know, the just I don't I gotta I gotta go through this stuff and figure out which wrestle wrestle kingdom that was because it's killing me now not being able to remember, but just man, just one of those things that it was a good it was a good moment for me because I was just excited and you know I just you know not to get emotional just I teared up and you know a little bit because I just thought of my brother and was just like man he like just thinking about the conversations we would have and you know just thinking like I wanted to call him and I was just like oh you know you can't call him and I just you know kind of slowly started thinking about like what the conversation would be like and I know that would have made him extremely happy. So it was a, a really good feel moment, feel good moment for me. Um, I'm happy they did something with Sami Zayn because a lot of people were upset about him not winning that elimination chamber. And though I I wish people would understand it was the right call for Sammy not to win that elimination chamber. Um, but I definitely knew that this was coming. So I was excited about this because I knew that this was coming. So that was a great aspect about it. Um, but yeah, outside of, you know, a couple spots and just feeling like it should have been five minutes shorter, no complaints about it. Uh, send a crowd home happy. That's what it's all about. Um, just want to hop over to stand and deliver, you know, honestly, stand and deliver. I really tried y'all. Now, just to start, I was at work. I forgot that I had to work. So I was, uh, you know, and they were in LA. So, you know, the time difference a little bit. Um, so I watched it while I was at work. So I had like my AirPods in, you know, I'm sitting there just, you know, doing my thing or whatever, had my AirPods in and had my phone sitting up so I could watch it while I was working. Um, and, you know, the little pre-show match, the Chase U and Tyler Bate versus the Shizum. Uh, let's just, since this was the pre-match and this kind of ties in, uh, you know, as so much as I hate to say it, you guys, uh, Schism is... I don't I don't think there I don't I don't think it's going to be any longer the the grizzly young veterans they asked for their release they asked for their release this morning and uh just about 2 or 3 hours ago they were granted their releases from WWE so they are no longer with WWE everybody uh I, I you know I don't even I mean know. they they didn't like getting roped into that whole thing so I mean I mean, it's it's so much I want to say, but it's like, we'll come to that at a later time. But just to throw that news out there, everybody, yes, uh, the Grizzly Young Veterans, uh, they have asked for their release today and were granted their release. So they are no longer with WD, uh, WWE or NXT. Um, this match, I really didn't care about, but I did want to see Ava. Uh, I've heard nothing but good stuff about her since she started at the Performance Center. And, you know, due to some injuries, you know, to set her back a little bit, um, you know, we hadn't really got to see her. So I was excited just to get a, even a glimpse of what she could do. She looks good. She looks good. She looks good in the gear. She's an attractive young woman. She has a lot. He, she has some good size. Like, she, you know, has that, like, Jamie Hayter slash Rhea Ripley Bill like she 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 looks good in the gear she she cuts a pretty good promo 
she has some promise. She has a lot, a lot of promise. I mean, to be honest, I have never seen a Samoan get in a business and can't work. That's all I'm saying. So I, you know, she would be the first if that's the case, but, um, yeah, she has a, she has a lot of potential. Uh, honestly, I really can't tell you much of what happened in this match. The only thing I really do remember is, you know, the stuff that Ava did. Thea, I can't stand Thea Hell. Like I get that's her character, but it's just it's a little too much for me. It's just just the old, always hyperactive and just oh, like just the over dramatic. Just it's it's just hard for me to invest in Thea. I think she has a lot of potential, but it's just so hard for me to invest in her with how they got her acting like you know a sugar to five year old. It's just ridiculous. Um, but uh, Chase, you did win. We can move on. Um, the, the ladders match for the NXT Women's Championship, I was interested in this because I wanted to see what was going to go on. So, of course, it was Indy. Roxanne came back. She got clearance to come back. Uh, Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan. I hope I say her name right. Is it Lyra Valkyrie? Because I don't it's remember. Lyra Valkyrie, something like Lyra Yeah, something Valkyrie. like that. And Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Tiffany Stratton is one of those people from NXT people always talk about. She shows a lot of promise. Um, here's the only issue I have with Tiffany Stratton. As of right now, she seems like she has promise, but I get the slight sense that she might be like how a few people were when they came up or just got in the business in general. And, you know, you like, oh, like, you know, they, you know, they look like they'll get far. And then after like a year or two, you kind of like, oh, well, you know, it looks like they're kind of like Jay Cargill in a way, just stagnant. Started off on the uphill swing and just got stagnant so i kind of get the sense from tiffany stratton we might have that issue early on where when she finally does get the call up she you know she might start off hot for maybe a couple months or maybe even a year or two and then it might just get stagnant uh but we'll see she she does she does have a lot of potential but we'll see if she can actually live up to it but i'm i'm definitely rooting for tiffany stratton because she has something i just hate her gimmick i, I just hate her gimmick because it's kind of bland and kind of just yeah, the rich girl gimmick. Yeah, that that um, yeah, the match was wasn't that yeah, with, yeah. uh Tyre, what's her name? Uh uh John Morris's wife, whatever the heck her name is. Wasn't she doing that before they fired her? No, not not like that. She was I mean she had a dog, but she was kind of yeah, like, like the prissy, I got money. Yeah, but she's supposed to be like a the spoiled rich girl whole thing, you know, and it's uh you know, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely got a uh, uh, limited shelf life. Um, we shall. I mean, the, the match it was it was okay for what it was. Um, this was a weird way to pivot to get the belt off Roxanne for some reason. The match hopefully, was whack. Hopefully, she's getting called up. Uh, I think it's too early for her, though. Honestly, as much as I hate to say, it's Roxanne is. Why? Why are you getting? Why are you getting a title off her then? I mean, maybe they just want. Maybe Indy's gonna get the call up, and they want her to have you know something on the resume before they call. I mean, her if you gonna call, if you gonna call Indy up, just call her up. Don't give her the title. I mean, well, maybe they you want know? her to have something on her resume before they do call her up. You never. She know. had. She had tag team. Uh, she had a tag team championship on her on her resume. Well, maybe they want her to be the NXT Women's Championship on the resume. I'm not mm. saying what they do always makes sense. I'm just saying it's it made it made none. The whole Roxanne collapsing and being oh she's out. Oh, it was no, she's terrible. Uh, it was yeah. terrible. That whole thing Just was terrible. Bad, bad booking. I don't know. Shawn Michaels, did you write this? 
Of so course, it's his to, spot. It's his you need spot. To, you need to uh, go back to the drawing board on that. You you messed up a, a fan favorite for this. Like I don't, and I, I, don't, I don't like Indy Hartwell, but this felt more like a lifetime achievement award. Like <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like. Uh, it, I did yeah. kind of get that sense. I know it's funny. It's like I laugh, but I actually know what you mean because I kind of got. I get what you. It's almost like a constellation prize. It's like doing something just to do it. Almost like it just, it just kind of didn't feel right. And as much as I love Roxanne, and honestly, I feel like Roxanne's nickname fits her so appropriately. She is definitely a prodigy. She has tons of potential, tons of talent. She looks great. She, but it's, I honestly think it's just a little too early for her to be called up. I mean, I'm happy for her if it does actually happen, but I'm just a little worried because we've seen how some people get called up too early and they just don't work out. And I don't want to say that would necessarily happen with her, but I'm more of a, you know, we'll see type of person because I, I've always gone into stuff, well, at least, okay, let me rephrase. When I was younger, when I was a teenager, I always went into stuff with high expectations, which is how I learned so much about disappointment. So by the time I got to 18, I had already gotten the mindset at that point to go into stuff with no expectations or low expectations. That way, the disappointment won't be shocking or to be very little. And this was a situation, honestly, as much as I hate to admit it, I honestly thought Gigi was going to win. And I only thought that because... It's like the obvious choice would have been Zoe Stark, and some people would say that's who I thought it was. I thought it was gonna be Zoe Stark myself. The only reason why I knew it wasn't gonna be Zoe Stark is because she the crowd don't care enough about her, she can't even get decent heat as a heel, and then she do get heat, it don't last longer than five seconds. So it's like with Gigi, so beloved right now, the, the Valkyrie lady, nobody gives two dams about her. Tiffany, too, she's too new. She's been there a month or two. I lost track. Tiffany is not, Tiffany character wise is not a lot you can do with her, to be honest. So it, it just seemed to make more sense that either Roxanne would retain or like, or uh, Gigi would win. And like I said, I even thought at one point Zoe might win, but you know, cause she is talented in the in-ring stuff, but she can't cut a promo to save her life. I don't know what the hell is going on with her hair. Is it's it's like she got half of the presentation, but the other half of the presentation just don't make sense. Like everything is not for everybody. Her and um, what's our girl from Impact, the little the Jordan Grace or whatever. Somebody needs to tell both of them the brace is not for everybody. Because I don't even wear braids like that. Braids is not for everybody. Braids don't look right on everybody. And somebody needs to tell both of them that. Um, but Zoe has a lot of potential. I was a little surprised at the Indy win. And to be honest, I don't like Indy. She, I really hate to say it, but she, she seems like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I legit get that vibe from her. She seems like she seems like she would save a puppy from a burning building, even if the building was already starting to collapse. She looks like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. She can't cut a promo to save her life. She looks weird. And I don't say that in the sense of she's not attractive, but I say that in the sense of it's like how she's she unconventionally it. attractive. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not, that's why I said that. I'm not speaking of her attractiveness. I'm saying, like, how she carries herself, like, the way she walks to the ring and the way, like, just how she, her mannerisms, like, 
it's just it's weird. She just looks weird the way she walks. It's like and you gonna all- dog you gonna dog a tall woman if if you just got through talking about how you used to get bullied being for being a uh, tall. No, I it's oh my god, hey, but that's what I'm saying. Coming from you ought to be ashamed place, of yourself. I understand as a tall woman, and I don't even really think I'm tall, even though everybody else thinks I am. You really I, knew, really not, but I'm a you know, but go ahead. I mean, but that's because you've <laughs> actually that's because you've been around me in person for years, so you know I'm not really tall, whereas everybody else thinks I'm tall. But it's again, it's it's I tell people all the time, it's misleading when people see me in person. I only look tall because I have long legs. I have a short torso, but I have long legs. So it's very misleading to why people think I'm tall. Because people be like, oh, on the internet, people are like, oh my God, you look like you're six foot. And I'm like, I'm not nowhere near that tall, dog. It's like, what the heck? But besides the point, as somebody with height, a little bit of height on them, I understand how with the way you walk sometimes can make you seem a little crazy. You have to be very careful as a woman, the taller you are when you walk, because you have that big foot look sometimes when you just kind of like, oh, whatever, and you just walking. And that's like the thing. And like I said, I'm not saying it like she's not attractive because Andy has a very different look. She doesn't have a very conventional look. And when you when you realize because she's mixed like she's like chilean and something uh i forgot what the other thing is so she has a very very unconventional look and it's like she's attractive but it's hard for you to focus sometimes because you're so busy trying to figure out where she is and honestly that was my issue when i first you know saw her on nxt was i was so focused i was like what is she i was like is she hispanic or like i was super confused so that was like very she's different. all the racist. <laughs> not shut, not all the races, but she she's a beautiful woman. Like she just has a very unconventional look with, which I can uh, I can totally connect with because I have a very unconventional look, you know. So I can connect with her on that. That's that's why I do invest time in watching what she does. But I will admit it's hard for me to watch what she does a lot of times because as much as I see people say on the internet, her matches are not as good as some people make it seem. And yes, she has been in NXT for a long time and she had, well, you know, it seems because they really ask me she's been there forever, but it really hasn't been that long. But uh, as much as I hate to say it, like, I feel like Indy still needs a lot of help. Like, she still needs to work on her promos. She needs a lot of work on her promos. Her in-ring stuff needs a lot of work. Like, it's just, it's not as smooth. It's it's kind of almost like you can see her thinking while she's doing stuff a lot of the times. Because sometimes you see where it looks like she's hesitating, like she'll go to do something, she kind of stops, and then it looks like she kind of changes her mind and goes to do something else. It's like, and then there's times where you see her and you like, oh my God, that was so good. Like, so it's just, I think it just needs to be a little bit more about consistency with Indy, but you know, to move along, Indy one, I'm super happy for her. We'll see what happens. Uh, the, the tag team, uh, the triple, t- uh, I cannot talk say the triple threat ladder match for, wow, I cannot talk. What am I going through say? The triple threat match for the tag, the NFC tag team championships. I kept wanting to say ladder match. Honestly, I watched it. I wasn't impressed. I gave up on it after three minutes anyway. It just, it was too much going on. The only thing that I cared about was the commentary. I just, that's all you, uh, you watched this match. I believe you said, right? Yeah, I did see that match. It, it was, it was, it was just okay. It was, it was okay. Very man. flat in my opinion. It was, they could have left you know, that I, on the card. I wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, you know, super impressed by it. It was okay. 
it was all right, we'll move along then. Um and I even wasn't really too uh too impressed with this next match to be honest. Um I know you said you didn't watch this. Uh the fatal five way for the North American championship. And they saying that was the best match. That's what they saying. I mean, when you look at it for what it was, like here's the problem with wrestling fans now. People are more about the spots than they are the actual match as a whole making sense. And that's why I don't that's why I don't understand why so many people think AEW is so much better than WWE because most of the like 99.9% of their stuff has no story. It's just people just going out there doing stuff. Most of the stuff don't make sense to do. They're not selling stuff majority of the time. It's like they literally take all the fun and connection out of wrestling because they're just doing stuff just to do it. Oh, and speaking of which, since we're talking about AEW, speedy recovery to Dante Martin, who got injured at Supercard of Honor. That video was so gruesome, I almost threw up. Um, he posted a picture. He is he had left the hospital yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he seems to be in very good spirits. You know, he apparently is not gonna let this hold him back. So speedy recovery to him. Uh hope we get to see him soon because that that was brutal. That was brutal. You don't often see injuries like that happen, especially on live TV. And that was man, like and the, the crazy part is I'm squeamish and I watched that probably about five times just because I was in disbelief and each time I was cringing, it was just, oh my, like I know he was in pain. You could see the pain on his face like right when it happened. I was just like, Jesus Christ. But again, prime example of why they need some type of training facility or you know, just some type of development center or something because stuff like that should just not be happening. And especially for high flyers, they're more prone to injury because no, I didn't even know what happened. I had to go and watch it. Yeah, I see a yeah. snap on that table. Yeah, um, high yeah. flyers are more prone to injury because they are constantly damaging their ankles. I mean, it's just like figure skating, you know, when figure skaters get injured. You know, they're never really 100% because even when they're clear to practice, it's like you're putting all that force on your ankle. So people like that are usually more prone to injury. Uh, so I just, I just again, speedy recovery, sad to see. You know, he has a lot of, he has a lot of promise. Um, hopefully yeah, so usually his brother is the one who always gets right? injured. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, well, damn, I said normally it's the brother. Like, I was a little shocked, but... You know, honestly, but yeah, I, I do wish him. I mean, because Top Flight is a lot of fun to watch, so and they are super young. I think Dante's only like 21. Yeah, and Darius, like that. Darius is 25. I know one of them is 25, and the other one is like 22 or something. Yeah, but so, um, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll recover, he's young. Um, but yeah, wish him the best. Uh, here's hoping. Yeah, here's yeah. hoping. Again, he's the you know people like that tend to you know be more injury prone due to them constantly putting all that pressure on their ankles, and the ankles are not as strong as people think. So, uh, again, speedy recovery. Uh, but back to the fatal five way for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, honestly, I was not necessarily a fan of this idea from the begin with. I'm not necessarily a big fan of multi person matches. Like I. I understand the necessity for them, but I don't like when they're done in excess. And that's how I felt that this whole pay-per-view was for Stand and Deliver, but different story for a different time. 
Um, it it had a lot of good stuff in this match. It was a lot of good stuff in this match, but my only issue was in, in some in a lot of spots. I'm not even gonna say some in a lot of spots. It was just a little too much going on to where you might be missing something on one side of the ring because something else happening on the other side of the ring, and then by the time the camera get over there, it's like you catching the tail end of it, so you don't really get the full effect. So that was my only thing. It just kind of seemed a little scattered, but it was a lot of good action with you know, oh Dragon Lee his entrance. He they they brought that boy out there like they spent some money on him. That's what I'm talking about. He, you know, I'm always excited for Axiom's entrance, but Dragon Lee came out. I remember his. I, mean, I said, that's um, that's LaFaction. Even now, Blaze, you better go all out when you sign one of them. Man, he man, he came that entrance. I said, man, I said they better do it for him. Great entrance. He showed a lot of stuff during that match. Uh, Dragunov never disappoint. Dragunov and Madonna, man, was beating the hell out of each other as normal. Axiom getting his stuff in. Wesley, honestly, I really hate to say this. I really do. But honestly, I felt like this was the worst match for Wesley because I felt like he was outshined by everybody else. Like, majority of the stuff that you see online is people talking about, oh, Axiom did this, Dragon Lee did this, Dragonoff did this, Madonna did this. You hardly saw anybody talking about Wesley. And I feel like for you to be the champion and for you to say you wanted this match, and I, I felt like you should have you know, your name should have been at the forefront of everything that was going on in this match. Like, granted, you can't be involved in everything, but people should have came out of this match talking about you more than anything, and people spent more time talking about the other people in the match than him. So that was my big issue. But, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a good match because I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big, big fan of the multi-person matches. Like, I'm okay with them, but I don't like when they're done in an assess. And this was just just a, this was like an AEW match just with a bigger budget and just more talented people because nobody got injured that's and that's no shot at that's no shot at uh Dante Martin for the record that just, that's no shot so please just you know don't take that the wrong way but this was just like nobody was getting injured there was like no extra stupid spots that don't make sense it's not like something took 30 seconds to set up it was just like I said a lot of stuff going on and it, it was so much going on that sometimes you missed other stuff because something else was going on that the cameras was focused on so just a little too much going on but a lot of good action in the match commentary was great Wesley retained um I mean a lot of talent in that match a lot a lot of good talent in that match so um It'll be it'll it'll be um what's the word I'm looking for it it'll be surprising I'll say surprise it'll be surprising to see who his next challenger is because I would like to see him in Axiom one on one or him in Dragon Lee one on one because you know we've kind of to some degree seen Madonna and you know and dragging off whatever honestly i did not watch jenny Gar uh johnny gargano and grayson waller i tried i watched maybe like the first three minutes and then i kind of gave up on it because it was i have no i interest. got back in like the middle of that so i could catch like the middle and the end um i was actually surprised johnny gargano won i thought I grayson too. was going over i really thought they was going to push grayson but i mean johnny gargano is like one of my favorite wrestlers so I mean, I was happy for the win, um, by, and he probably got the best matches he could out of Grayson Waller. I mean, Johnny Gargano is well used to be when it was called Takeover Johnny Takeover, so right. he 
often got had the best match on the card. Um, I, mean, I don't think that was the case on this, but uh, he got the best match he could out of out of out of Grayson Waller, a young guy who's still learning. So, well, yeah, know, I didn't have a big big problem with it. I was just I was actually shocked that Gargano won. But I was I'm, too. I, I, any W's Gargano get, I'm happy for. I was, I mean, because he for darn sure ain't gonna get one on the main roster at this rate. Uh, I honestly thought Waller was gonna go over. I'm not a fan of Waller, but I can see the potential there. Like he, he has something. He definitely has something. I just, it just needs to be refined a little bit more. But yeah, I like I said, I gave up on it like three minutes in, and then I caught the spot when he was over there talking to when Waller was over there, and uh, I keep wanting to call it Brittany Candice's face with the baby, and just a mess. But we'll just whatever. Gargano won moving on we'll skip this too because i skipped this as well alba fire elsa dime be fallon henley and kiana james to be the new uh nxt women's tag team champions moving on uh because <laughs> it was nothing to watch i again yeah what, that tag team was that it was weird it yeah was weird. I, I i too now i mean i don't watch nxt like all the time but that's one of the things i don't like the the, the Briggs and Jensen and uh yeah that whole oh she's I playing mean, you kind of thing I'm like the yeah. little story was kind of funny though it took me back to my high school days a little funny you know a little entertainment but yeah just a little too much going on with that just no chemistry there like we said moving on Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams uh, challenging Brian Breaker for the NXT Championship honestly this is really the only thing I wanted to see on the card. Um, I mean, I did want to see the North American Championship in the women's match, but it just everything was so disappointed by this point. I was so disappointed by everything. Like, I mean, the only thing that kind of kept me interested was the North American match. But, um, you know, this I went into it. Carmelo got a win. You know, Breaker, it seems like it's time for him to move on to the main roster. You know, it just kind of seems like there's nothing left for him to do in NXT. He is a little bit ahead of the charge. My only issue with that is, is that Carmelo is a little bit ahead of the charge as well. So, honestly, there was no win in this situation. I mean, of course, I want you know, Carmelo to win to have that, you know, on the resume. You know, he's putting the work. Um, you know, pretty good match. I really got nothing to complain about during that match. It was hard hitting. They everybody got their stuff in. You know, it, there was some mutual respect shown there. You know, I, I don't only know. thing, uh, only thing I did not like is uh, why couldn't Carmelo just win clean? Yeah, and just prove that, that was he was better. Thing. You know, the the Trip Williams interference. The the uh, yeah, yeah, he needed to win that. clean. I'm like, let the man wear clean. And then you raising his hand in respect after he beat you dirty? Yeah. And that don't make sense. Didn't, my, didn't make sense. Me. I was definitely didn't make shocked sense. by that. And he that that happy, tarnished it. That, 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 that's what messed it up for me, too. It's like to It tarnished degree, it. To some degree, I kind of expected it, but I guess I just didn't actually really believe it would happen. But, I mean, what's done is done now. Uh, You know, congratulations to the new NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes. Interesting to see what he does on NXT going forward. Uh, to jump back over to WrestleMania night two. Honestly, I'm not gonna put a lot of effort into night two because neither did WWE. So, honestly, I will say this: this is gonna probably be the shock of the podcast, you guys. Brock Lesnar almost started off uh night two at WrestleMania. Very short match was under five minutes. 
He made almost look good. Almost look pretty good. This was like yeah, him. I mean, this, this is probably almost again. This is almost second good match. <laughs> right. He after after the Brock match, Brock the Braun Strowman one. This is the second good match. Uh as like I said, even though he got beat too easily, you know, he beats Brock down for four minutes. Brock hits three suplexes and an F5 and it's over. I was like, oh, okay. But you, but this is one thing I always weird. want people to keep in mind. Because when people complain about that, I always tell people to keep this in mind. You got to remember something. No matter how big somebody is, when you're not used to something, especially if you're not used to taking the pain, you're not going to have a high tolerance for it. So it does kind of make sense for him to lose like that quick because he's not, he not used to the pain. It's like, it makes sense. Logically, you know, physically, physics wise and health wise it makes sense so that was the only reason why I was kind of okay with that I honestly thought almost was going to get the win but I was okay with Brock getting the no gun. no Brock uh, lost at Wrestlemania wait he Brock ha- hadn't won at Wrestlemania since 2018 Who so he you know yeah I mean but still it, it was like okay <laughs> but it almost looked good, you know. The crowd, the crowd was loving it. So I mean, as soon as Brock's music hit, the first thing I did was start laughing. I said, "Oh, Brock trying to get home." <laughs> he told them he going home. So um, again, it was decent match. Almost looked good. Again, short match. Not much to talk about. Moving forward, um, I mean, well, we'll see what almost does going forward. So that might have all been for nothing. So we'll see. Uh, moving forward. I don't even know where to start with this. The women's tag team showcase match, Fatal Four Way uh, showcase match. The teams were Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, uh, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. My, I'll start with my main issues. I'm tired of them throwing Natalia into these random tag teams where she healed for two months and then she back a baby face two months later and then back to the heel two months. It's, I'm just sick of her just being thrown randomly into people. At this point, as much as I hate to say it, because I love Natty. Nat, like, I love Natty. She's a great talent. I feel like she should have at least been women's champion like five times by now. Like, she's such a talent. And I hate that they put her over so much on commentary just for her to always get beat. Because then it's like, what's the point? Like, it ain't no point of putting her over on commentary when y'all just gonna sit here and beat her. It's just kind of productive. Um, but you know, honestly, I expected nothing from this match because we already knew how. Let's be honest, everybody knew how this was gonna go. Um, yeah. Ronda wasn't. It was a smack. They could have had it. They could have had it on SmackDown. Definitely, uh, Ronda technically was not clear for this match, but they did it anyway. So let's all keep in mind that Ronda is technically not medically clear, but was still at WrestleMania. Um, honestly, all these teams are just thrown together. I have nothing to say about this. Ronda, Shayna won. I'm happy for them. I love Ronda, love Shayna. Moving on. I was intrigued to see the next match. Gunther, who is the Intercontinental Champion versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. I honestly, I only, I didn't even want to watch it because the fact that Drew got thrown in there was just so annoying and it was just like so pointless and it just threw the whole vibe off. I was totally okay with this just being Gunther and Sheamus again. Um, Drew just first big pop, my man Gunther won my first big pop. Man, oh the crowd was with it. Okay, the crowd was with it. Gunther won because I, I was like, I was like, he is he gonna walk out of this? And he did. I'm like, yes. 
thought finally, she was going to win. Finally bringing prestige to the Intercontinental belt. Finally letting it be in, defended on WrestleMania and on other pay-per-views. Right. You know, uh, a reign that matters. Not a Shinsuke Nakamura never see you on TV. Rain. Well, hey, hey, um, hey, don't do that because he was injured at the time. He was injured at the time and they just didn't strip him of the title. So don't do give, that. Give, give, it, give it to somebody else. But that's, yeah, that's not fair. It, it It's not fair to hold on to a title when you win. No, I'm saying it's not fair <laughs> to get mad at him because he was injured. They should have gave it to somebody else. So I, 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 I placed 30% of the blame on him and the rest on creative. Are you not well, well, different sir for a different time. I remember that. We'll have that conversation at a different time. But Gunther retained. It was a hard hit match. Everybody's chest at the end of the match would look like ripped up taco meat. Um, so it was definitely hard hitting. Sheamus and Drew had their little I'm mad at you mama for trying to steal this win from under me, you know. Uh honestly, I just I'm over the whole Sheamus and Drew thing. I was never into it in the first place. Um, I'm just happy. I mean, I'm okay with Gunther winning. I really thought Sheamus was gonna win, but I'm totally okay with Gunther winning. Um, pretty good match. Honestly, it was a couple awkward spots there in the match, but nothing, you know, big to really complain about. Um, so we'll scoot on past that. Um, I'll just bring this up since it was quick. Uh, Shane ended up making a surprise appearance. He was supposed to beat up Miz, but you know, Miz was supposed to get beat Most up. Most embarrassing moment of the weekend. What's so funny is that as soon as he fell, as soon as Shane fell, the first thing I said was, I, I started laughing. I said, oh, I said that Mr. McMahon quiet. Like, I literally made a quiet joke about when Vince tore both of his quads jumping in the ring that time. And I did not know that Shane tore his quad until uh, Triple A said in the press conference. So he was like, yeah, he tore his quad. And I said, Jesus Christ, here I'm up here making a quiet joke and he done tore his quad. I felt when bad. he went down and they had to throw that audible, they was trying to just save for time. I was like, oh, like, yes. oh he really hurt. I was like, Snoop, oh, he really hurt. Snoop trash, him. trash. He shouldn't have been out there anyway because Shane McMahon needs to go away. Snoop hit Didn't the need funniest people's elbow I ever seen. I called it the doggy elbow, and then what made it funny was literally like thirty seconds later, I heard Cole on commentary say, "Oh, that's the doggy elbow." He's like, "I wouldn't call it the people's elbow, more like the doggy elbow." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I said the same thing, so I popped on that. But uh, good viral moment for Snoop. Uh, uh, but I was super psyched for Bianca Belair versus Asuka and I was just like to acknowledge the young woman from um, the Divas of Compton who danced for Bianca's entrance uh, the contortionist uh, Triple H mentioned in the press conference afterwards that she had just found out that morning that her mom passed away and that young lady still went out there and put on a show like a true professional and my heart goes out to her for somebody who's lost their mother. I understand how that feels. Um, I used to watch uh, Dance and Dow, so I'm familiar with the I'm familiar with the Divas of Compton and very talented coach, very talented young women she has there that she's mentoring and coaching and dancing. Uh, just again, my heart goes out to that young woman, and you know your mom would be proud. Uh, just. Man, just just emotional. A lot of stuff going on, but that that was a great moment for that that young woman. Um, yeah, good match. Great. Good match. I thought Oscar was gonna take it, but when those I girls came out there for that entrance, when the girls came out there for that entrance, I was like Bianca winning because I'm like she's not gonna lose and had these these kids uh 
you know, here. So I'm like, well, no, I like Bianca's. A kids and he still lost. Yeah, but we know he wasn't gonna be there fast. Yeah, that day, <laughs> Bianca still gonna gotta come to work. <laughs> I, I honestly, I love Bianca, but I feel like that was a bad call. Oscar should have won. Bad I'm not call. gonna disagree. A whole year with the title, I mean, that's that's a solid uh iron grip on the title. Um, but yeah, when 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 the, when the kids came out there, I was like, oh, Bianca winning. Yeah, if it was almost <laughs> anybody else, if it was almost anybody else, I would have been okay with Bianca retaining. But Asta, Asta, Asta should have won that. That was that was a bad bad call that they made, and then Asta made a very spicy. Uh, post after that, uh, talking about she'll, she'll, she'll go back to Japan, so we shall see what happens with that. Uh, but great match, uh, you know, Bianca for the second time in a year, uh, you know, may uh, not uh, I was about to say main event, uh, she was on WrestleMania, her match was later in the show, so she seems to get good spots for her matches, you know, main event in her. First WrestleMania with Sasha Banks, uh, also known well now known as Mercedes Monet. Um, you know she wrestled with Becky Lynch last year and won the Raw Women's Championship. And they were like what the they were like the what third to the last match or whatever second to the last match. So Bianca gets a good spot on the card, um, but great match. Oscar's entrance was great. Freaking loved it. Bianca's entrance was. Yeah, I like Bianca's interest with the kids, but honestly, I feel like Bianca's a little stale for me at this point. It's just not a lot to do with uh, with her interest and stuff, but still great match. I'm happy for her. Uh, Edge and Finn Balor, I expected a little bit more from this. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because honestly, it was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, Finn got injured early in the match. Uh, as you guys see, there was a post floating around that he he posted himself. His The top of his head got split up and it was about like a four or five uh, length uh, split on the top of his head. And during the match, the ringside doctor had to come in and give him staples in his head to keep him from bleeding. Um, so great entrances to the match. Um, phenomenal entrances. The, I mean, that's the, the, the latter spot ruined it because you had him no selling, you know, all the all edges of offense. Then he gets his head cracked open with a ladder and they had to stop it. And Edge had to walk around the ring, stall it for time, just digging under the ring, pulling stuff out, just yeah. trying to kill for time. <laughs> I so mean, that killed the momentum happens. of the match. I mean, stuff happens. So, I mean, you know, Edge did what he could, so I'm not mad at it. But great entrances, you know. But the demon character almost needs to go away. The demon character's on lost two two matches in a row now. Yeah, um, I mean, I think so, it's time to hang yeah. it up for a while. <laughs> time to hang it up for a while. But, you know, Edge clearly won, as we just said. Uh, But moving on, and we literally won't spend much time on this because uh, I do not want to go through the Simotion roller coaster. So... Main event, Cody Rose, Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Cody comes out, big interest, massive, massive pop from the crowd, even bigger than last year. And I thought it couldn't have gotten any louder from last year, but massive pop from the crowd. Crowd was singing a song as soon as it started. Both woes got great, great, you know, noise on them. You know, hug, you know, kissed and hugged the family. Everybody met Liberty. Roman comes out, solos with them, Heyman's with them. Match was great, to be honest. The match was phenomenal. Not one issue with this match. The only problem I had with the match was the finish. This was reminiscent of John Cena and Theory all over again. That crowd was quiet. That crowd was quiet. 
to like and it, it it was mind blowing how quiet that crowd was. It was the swerve that WrestleMania needed because everything up until that point was way too predictable. Like that's I was like, I was like, they, I was like, he's winning. I was like, because everything up until this point has been just too paint by numbers. Like I could look at this card and tell everybody who was gonna win. So I'm like, okay, Roman's retaining. And lo and behold, I've been with a lot of interference, you know, a little uh, sometimes too much overbooking, but he 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 reheld. I mean, you know, he retained the title and that's that. Cody may win it at a later date. Um, we'll see. Um, bad choice, but, but bad choice, but different story for a different time. Because I got a lot to say in regards to that. And there's some, you know, I want to see what happens on Raw tonight because it might be some other stuff going on. But, um, you guys, that was that was WrestleMania. That was NXT standing to deliver. Um, a lot of people very upset about how WrestleMania went. This is the second year in a row that night one was better than night two. Uh, we just got to see what happens now. We just got to see what happens now on Raw and on SmackDown this week. Um, so we'll definitely we'll we'll definitely bring you guys an extra show before Backlash next month. We'll probably bring you two. I owe you guys um, again just a couple personal things that had me you know down and out and trying to get myself together. But we'll make it up with a couple extra shows for you guys. Um, anything you want to say before we leave, G? Nope. Uh, we. Uh... WrestleMania is in the books. We'll see what's uh, going to come up uh, soon. Once again, sorry about your brother. Rest in peace to Thank him. You. Rest in peace to um, uh, Bushwhacker Luke as well. Oh, yeah. I just um, saw that. So I had sent it to you. Rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, we wish uh, Dante Martin, of course, a speedy recovery. And, Definitely. Uh, you know. And we'll see what. Uh, is in the cards for wrestling. It will for all the companies as a whole coming up. <laughs> we'll definitely see. Well, you guys, Raw Rose on tonight. This is Raw After Mania. We'll see you guys soon. This is on the mat and in the ring. <laughs>